You're listening to Guys on the Sideline Podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played. They have no experience, but they have plenty to say. And now, here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode niner. Nine, Chris. Nine glorious episodes. Glorious, every single last one of them. Really. And we are the fastest growing podcast, Guys on the Sideline, fastest growing, as you always on say. this side of North Temple. North Temple? <laughs> It's normally uh, north of the Jordan River, it's, so it's getting higher and higher. Uh, getting okay, closer to the, look at this to downtown or the capital. You know, you record nine of them. You, you grow That's by right. you know one or two people one each block episode. Walk at a time. That's how I'm hey, trying to conquer. Hey, we'll I walk around it. with my ghetto blaster, and I just have our podcast cranking out there, and I just hope that people give me actual physical thumbs ups, you know, rather than the digital version. We uh, we definitely are turning heads. I think that's a safe assumption. We've got, uh, you know, Big T, Thurl Bailey. Big T. Gave some love. Let's hear it from Big T. Hey, this is Thurl Big T Bailey. Why don't you check out guys on the sideline? We've got other oh, people right. like um, POTUS44, Barack Obama. Did you, you know, say what you want about his politics. He You're knows right. his sports. He does know his sports, man. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely endeared himself to a lot of Utah fans after they won that Sugar Bowl in 2008. And, uh, you know, he came out and kind of said, hey, the BCS probably needs to change. And, um, you know, he himself wasn't able to accomplish it. But uh, we, we have since gotten the playoff system. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Um, Speaking of thanks, Obama, let's hear what he had to say. It is indisputable that right now the biggest show is, is guys on the sidelines. <laughs> These amazing guys on the sidelines are awesome. All right. Anybody else giving a shout out? It's Jerry Seinfeld. Can we hear from Jerry Seinfeld? not really interested in anything that isn't funny. So what is this show? <laughs> guys are on the sideline. Some people have a good day or a bad day. It's like any other show. This is really great. And your buddy, Kyle Whittingham, you know he's oh, a fan? Of course he is. Here's Kyle. I'm real excited about this, guys. On the sideline, uh, very impressed with these guys. And how about John Gruden? Did you hear oh, him giving some love John out? John Gruden, of course. Of course, he, he loves all things, guys, on the sideline. These guys on the sideline are getting better and better. Okay, so episode nine. I feel like we haven't done one of these in quite a while. I was off last week at the most expensive, glorious place on earth, Disneyland. Had a good, good time, but good but it, you know it's, a lot's happened in the a last has happened. two weeks. We're not going to go through everything. Kyle Corver returned to the Jazz. He did. Cool, cool story. Triumphant return. Uh, class act. So we're we're, uh, we're probably going to skip over that. Just know that uh, probably the right trade. Thumbs up for me. Miss Alec Burks, but we just needed a shooter. Yeah. And um, a- anyway, yeah. so on today's episode, we're going to jump in and we're going to make some predictions for you. Um, Nine bold predictions for 2019. You ask why nine? Well, there's not ten, Chris. Nine going into the these apps go up to eleven. Same kind of thinking there. <laughs> uh, 2019. You know what I mean? So I mean, we're in the 19th year, the ninth of the 20 teens. Is that what they're going to call them? Uh, I, I don't, know. don't know. What I, to call the yeah. 2000s. I it's don't know. Really it's kind of weird. Uh, you only have this yeah. problem every hundred years. Yeah. So so well, uh, good. Best, maybe you just forget about those. Good, <laughs> good luck. In 100 years from now. So, anyway, um, for those uh, tuning into the show, guys on the sideline, uh, give us kind of a quick little recap. Uh, what uh, what can people expect? Well, they can basically expect uh, unvarnished 
ridiculous fan opinion and a lot of it um you know that's basically what they can expect and they're gonna love every minute of it i can guarantee you that well um our legal advisors tell us we need to get our legal disclaimers out right in the beginning so let's go ahead and uh, take care of business real quickly the opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3 percent of the time all right you feel better with that much better you know we're we're right pretty much all the time i love i'm just basking in the warmth of a a warm legal blanket okay so let's jump in to these nine predictions and um if we are right on these you will certainly hear about it and if we are wrong there's not a lot of people listening so it's probably not that big a deal right but cool Yes. Okay. Nine bold predictions, mostly sports, but the first one's not. Um, And we kind of have to get this out early because this might happen in 2018. But my prediction in 2019 is that Donald J. Trump will resign, citing boredom and the continuing witch hunt against him and Eric, Ivanka Jr., um, Jared, others. My prediction is that Mike Pence will replace him and will pardon him a la 1975. Okay. Your thoughts on that in 2019? I'm not sure I can totally agree, although I I could see his presidency ending next year, uh, but perhaps differently. Yeah. Maybe that's the better prediction is he won't be in office. I don't know if it's resign. Here's my my quick take on it, not to spend too much time, but basically I think that, that the Dems will you know, come up with a motion to impeach in the House that it'll pass because you'll have a, a majority uh, Democratic House at that point. Um, the question will then fall to the Senate as to whether to remove him. It'll probably be around this campaign finance charge. And um, that's where maybe you might be right. Maybe he would resign in the face of that with senators, you know, wavering or some some indicating they might not support him. We'll see what happens. What I think he'll do is he'll continue to have these rallies, draw incredible crowds. And I believe that he will um, talk about how he didn't really want to be president anyway. Yeah, maybe. And uh, you, you can totally he'll see be, that. Uh, he'll so. be the world's most bizarre grassroots campaign, grassroots candidate ever, perhaps. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, enough politics. We try to keep this politically free. Yes. Um, we welcome all different views yes, on, on the show on Guys on the Sideline. That's what makes it good. So let's get into some sports. Uh, number two, my bold prediction. Russell Westbrook will completely flip his lid and receive a, I don't know, 10, 15-game suspension for some crazy on the court. Your thoughts? You see that happening? It's a bold prediction. I can definitely tell you that. Um, I don't think I could see it. I, I mean, he'd have to do something pretty severe, I think. How long did those guys get get uh, the Ron Arts? Yeah, the Ron Artest, the, the, stands, the Mouse I and mean, the Pals. Or yeah, I, I mean, mean, that was like a full season, but that was full on. I, I mean, I, I don't see him. Yeah. I, I see him either throwing a but punch Russ or. Russ has been close with fans, man. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if he ever comes to blows with a fan. Um, could happen. Yeah. So Hold anyway, these are bold predictions, Chris. You know, I mean, come yeah, on, come on, bold, shoot them down. Agree, nice disagree. All right, number three, Nick Saban will return to the NFL. I believe he's going to join the Green Bay Packers, and I think he's going to struggle. And I think I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Your, your thoughts? Does Nick Saban return to Alabama, yeah, uh, or do you think he gets bored and wants no, a different I think, challenge? You know, why would he at this point? I think he's had plenty of opportunities. Um, I, let me just say, on the note of Green Bay, you just watch as they'll probably get somebody high profile to go in there for a chance to, to coach um, everyone's favorite quarterback, um, Aaron Rodgers. But let me just say, I think this season has vindicated our point that Aaron is an overrated quarterback, that he's been on a mediocre team for quite a long time. 
and that he gets way too much credit for a few admittedly very great plays that he's made in the postseason. I'm not saying he's a bad QB. Yeah, I think he's top tier. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Best out there right now. But I think that this idea that he's somehow the world's greatest ever, world beating, nobody can win with him. Leadership is well, nobody can win with him. He's had a hard time winning Super Bowls with them, with you know the, the pieces that have been around him. People don't necessarily like playing with him. And those things are kind of catching up to him. Yeah, I agree. Great, great quarterback, no question. But man, he—you listen to the announcers, and we've oh. talked about this ad nauseum on this program. But they man, just they just—and it's like, come on, right. I mean, come on, state, because he can throw cr- across his body and hit a receiver far downfield. It, it is—it's amazing. He now, can pull off amazing stuff. No, I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, and I think there's similar swooning by the media. But sure. the guy's in the Super argue. Bowl every other can't, year. Can't argue, and, and he's won day, five. In the most Six? important in most important position in football, you can't take that away from him. Yeah. Uh, who do you really want leading your team at the end of like if you could pick you'd, anyone, you'd, you'd say Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Maybe Sam Bradford. <laughs> yeah. No, let, let's go Tom uh, Brady. Nathan Peterman, I think. <laughs> Nathan Peterman coach or uh is the quarterback at He's in, on the Raiders in, now. Where did he come from? Buffalo? Buffalo. Yeah. Did, did you hear this? Um, i gotta got to remember this. This is what's great about guys on the sideline. I mean, we're just here rant, ranting. Yeah. Yes. Some of the facts are true. Some but they started a GoFundMe account in Buffalo. This is a great fan, bu- fan base in Buffalo. Yes. Trying to get him out. Did you see wow, this? I didn't they know. essentially were trying to raise a little bit of money to kind of give him a maybe a, a severance. Quote you know what? All those guys that, that ponied up the dough for that, he's gone. Save your pennies. Uh, give it to the border wall fund. Yeah, they're, they're speaking of GoFundMe. Very good. All right. Prediction number four. The Jazz will get back on track. And I predict that they'll get the sixth playoff spot. This might be a bit of a reach. And I think they're going to win a first-round series against the Los Angeles Lakers. Right now, Lakers are two or three. I think a little bit higher than, than we anticipated. But LeBron's having to mark. Um, um, tell me about the Jazz. Do you see them getting things back on track? Do you think they're going to keep struggling? Every time you think they are, um, you know, they, they take a step backwards. They've got an absolute murderer's row the next four games, I think it is. Um, they've got Portland twice, OKC, um, you know, and then they've got Philadelphia. So it's going to be a tough stretch. They're going to drop a few more, but then we keep hearing things are going to get easier. Here's the thing with the Jazz. They're dropping games to Orlando. They're dropping ga- they're, yeah. they're dropping these games they just shouldn't drop. They, they're losing to the Kings on the road by a lot. Um, I I'm not necessarily sold that just because the Jazz survive quote unquote this stretch they'll be okay. They've been all over the map. I mean, look, any team that can beat the Golden State Warriors um, is probably pretty decent, and it's not fluky. We've beaten the no. Warriors. I just don't know. I just don't know. They'll they'll wind up in the playoffs, but it's going to be a battle. I don't think they've figured out this new freedom of of movement rule change. A lot of national commentators have said have singled out the Jazz as the biggest. Um, you know, victims, if you will, of this rule change. They have said that it has really hurt physical teams that that like to disrupt, you know, movement, that like to get in the way, like to, to interfere with passing lanes, all that kind of thing. So I, I don't know. I don't know that they've figured it out. And I think that they're still scrambling a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know what I think is interesting is um, last year, where the Jazz really got hot. You remember this? Yeah. It was after the All-Star oh, break. Yeah. They went on a tear. Yes. And everybody felt, oh, you know, I we don't want to face the Jazz right. in, in in the playoffs. Now, granted, you know, they weren't probably a deep team. They're not all the way there, but they are a dangerous, scary yeah. team. Okay. It'll be interesting to see this season if they can put together a run and they can make some noise because there's no question they have the talent. Yeah. Uh, Donovan's there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's there some nights. He's not 
the next. Yeah. So the consistency factor from but, him. Hey, you know, really, he had a, quite a poor game against Golden State. You have to say, I mean, he, sh- he shot something like 30% or something and one for seven from three. And so, you know, if we can win with him playing like that, that's yeah. not a bad sign. Yeah. I think you got to move Jay Crowder to the starting lineup. I think you got to look to move favors off the team. Um, Com- I, completely. Completely. Look, I, I said at the beginning of the season, one you of did. my predictions yep. was look uh, at favors. Is he going to stay around? Is he going to do his thing? Because he just he he really gets up for those contract years and i just don't really see it for for my man i like faves don't get me wrong but well and i think what the jazz need to do to be able to make this prediction is they need to work out the consistency yeah they need to win at home yeah it's a tough arena and if they're going to lose games at home or to what you just said to orlando to sacramento to some of these teams i mean those are both decent teams right they've been down but they're teams that are beatable they're teams that the jazz should be should be the, the team in in the jazz that you thought was was some people had as high as second seed in the the west um should be doing that but now what i've heard and i keep hearing it that that the schedule really turns favorable um i think sometime in like march or something like that or you know which is getting close to the end of the year but basically we don't face a single team that won more than 50 games after some stretch in it may be even february or something like that whereas the rest of our conference will start to cannibalize itself so there there will be movement yeah. will will be fine we'll make the playoffs we have a ton of talent a ton of good players on our team and look you we won't continue to shoot as poorly as we have forever just statistically it's not going to happen um they'll get it figured out yeah I, I think they will um anyway that was bold prediction number four bold prediction number five for 2019 the san diego chargers or uh uh, the uh, La- the Los Angeles Chargers will win their first ever Super Bowl wow. behind strong performances of Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, if he can get back and get healthy, and a, and a really stout defense. Um, okay. Anyway, bold prediction. Okay. I, I don't know who you got in your uh, in your playoff I picture. Think, I think that's good. I mean, I think I would put. Um, you know, my unfortunately, as a Raiders fan, we're having to deal with two bitter conference rivals here. And Denver's um, not bad either. I mean, that whole division—they're yeah, not great. They're not but, great, but they're not but, a pushover. The, yeah, the defense is the, still stout. But the Chiefs and the Chargers yeah, are no question. I think Mahomes. I mean, I was down on him. I thought he was overrated. I mean, but that was kind of sight unseen. I didn't know much about him. I just kind of thought, what's the hype? You know, that guy is phenomenal. Um, and he and he's in a system with Andy Reid now. I think his his success probably is somewhat contingent on Andy Reid's genius a little bit. Yeah. Um, just kind of like Alex Smith was a little bit, right? Alex really was not faring too well in Washington when he moved over there. So, um, but all the same, I think that KC is a team to look out for. I think that their defense has, has put some pieces together. They've they've hit that. You always got to look, you know, the NFL is, is a league of momentum, just like just about any other sports league, right? And you've always got to look at the team that starts out hot. Do they hit a little skid and then give themselves a chance for that kind of bounce back right into the playoffs? I kind of think KC is on that path. A little bit. Whereas I think the Rams, it's more than a little bump. I think that Goff is is he's kind of coming unglued. He's Man, he, really playing he was playing awesome yeah. earlier in the season. And the past, what, two games? Two? Yeah. They he has really looked suspect. 
And that to me, that's not necessarily just, oh, it's, oh, it's a stout defense. It's like something's kind of gone off or something in his, his head or I don't know. They he lost to Philly to at home. He was prone to the Sakal. You know, he'd have these lights out games and then um, citing my man, John Gruden, back when, when John had um, Jared Goff on his QB camp, they actually reviewed tape from the Utah game where Cal came here and he turned it over Cal, four or like five four times, five right? Times I remember that game. He's going, what's going on? But, but gone kind of just goes there sometimes and it's like the wheels come off i don't think you can expect i wonder if Goff. okay bold prediction all right chris let's hear it 2019 will be the year that Goff is revealed to be carson palmer 2.0 really good regular season quarterback can get your guys into the position but then postseason hits or when the pressure starts to kind of mount and suddenly notice Goff and those guys are after seeding. They're after these things. Things are counting differently. Is it getting to Goff? Is he is he kind of coming unglued? I don't know. But look for 2019, a playoff game or two, maybe to start to raise questions. Does he have the wherewithal? Okay, interesting. Uh, we'll keep a sharp eye on that. Okay, bold prediction number six. Um, the train wreck that has become the Oakland Raiders, yes. your favorite team. Yes, Sorry absolutely. if I can use that descriptor for them. <laughs> I, that's objective. I true. predict that they'll play rotating home games in Boise, Salt Lake, wow. and Las Vegas. Wow. Okay, they, they're smart. having a stadium deal, yeah. some issues out in yeah. Oakland. Yeah. Um, do they have a home, right? They don't. They don't. Not, not they, quite they, sure where they're going to play you know, next it year. It basically sounds like it's all, all but set in stone that they're not going to play in uh, the OCO, as they call it, um, the Oakland Coliseum. So I don't know where they're going to go. I had I'd actually had similar thoughts. Do they kind of do a tour of the West of sorts to consolidate their the Raider Nation fan base, which is all over the place? Um, I, I, can't, I don't know that I could see them rotating home because it'd be very hard on your prep and all that but i i think i could see them potentially doing something like um you know some other western state something like that somebody will come to the table i think and say who knows you know maybe they could go further north maybe they could end up down in the la coliseum i don't know um but at the end of the day it's just a total mess i don't know what else to say it's it's that that situation with that team um as a fan <laughs> I, I don't really know quite how to characterize it so i won't even bother at this point but um they are literally a a they are like the the prodigal son they like don't even they have really a home are. anymore no they're gone they look and, things could look just fine in three years they'll be in vegas they'll be flush with cash yeah. they'll they'll they're flush with picks they've got all these things but i'm just you know as much as i love my guy gruden um he has had a tough first year to say the least we'll see yeah but I don't I don't, don't, we've commented on the podcast earlier but uh, He's playing for the future, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he has the confidence. He's not going to lose his job this year. No. And so he's traded away some players. He's yeah. cut some players or encouraged them to kind of shut it down, some of right. the veterans. Right. And I think he wants a draft, some draft picks. We know he's going to have three yeah. in the first round yeah. next year. And but, um, but, you know, they're dropping, you know. Dallas Cowboys, you know, turning it on a little bit because of a receiver they yeah. traded Amari to. Amari Cooper. Right? Yeah. Now, so at the end of the day, um, you know, we'll see what happens. My thing with Gruden, I just don't know that i trust his ability to make the picks we'll see yeah we'll we'll see all right uh bold prediction number seven stay with me on this okay the toronto raptors mm. will host hoist excuse me the larry o'brien trophy uh, beating the golden state warriors in the nba finals your reaction why leonard you think he can do it absolutely i think he could do it i think this is the year for them i think golden state just looks like they're entering this 
look, maybe we see this every year, and maybe it's a mid-year thing. Um, and look, they, they, one thing I will say, just to go back to the game last night with the Jazz, that that looked like a vintage Golden State team. You know, yeah. they had all the pieces there; yep. they were healthy. Um, Steph shot, you know, put up like thirty-one or whatever. But is it just me, or is it just, just, and is it all the reports? Is it all that's out there? Does it just feel like this team is on its way to a, a coming apart, and that this postseason is what, what will do it? And I do Maybe. think that the Raptors have the firepower and I do think a lot of people have pointed out that Kawhi was giving them all kinds of trouble when he was with San Antonio before he went down with an injury they haven't had to deal with Kawhi and it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year it's going to be interesting to see what happens what if Toronto wins a champion does Kawhi stay well so here's my other bold prediction Um, I think uh, Leonard will be the MVP and I think he bolts for the Los Angeles Clippers and I think that Kevin Kevin Durant wow. joins him, wow. and you've got Dude. LeBron with the Interesting. Lakers, Interesting. and you got maybe a better team. I could see that uh, in yeah. uh, across town, across town, not really across town. Yeah, in, the same in town, same building. Yeah, which I've always wondered, Chris. So they're in the Staples Center. So they literally they they flip that floor every floor. night. What about the what about the banners? I, I don't know. It, I, I can't. Imagine I've always wondered. Tracked them. I don't know. I mean, maybe oh, they I'd just want, have to sit under. The if I'm a Clipper or... fan, though, I would take down Kareem and yeah. Magic and Worthy and all those yeah. Showtime banners. But yeah. anyway, I don't know. That's my bold prediction. I I think uh, I think Toronto wins it all. I think they have an easier path in the yeah, East. Definitely. You know, I mean, Boston's Boston, decent. Yeah, Philadelphia is decent but not great just decent though and and philadelphia too is still very young joel Embiid, man what a what a pick did did utah have a shot at him or not i know that i think he got taken before he did well he was he was picked the year that he was injured right and he essentially wasn't going to oh yeah i mean this was part of the process where they were like yeah we're gonna pick guys that are gonna be good in the future but yeah they're not gonna make an impact now and it's paying off he is a good, yeah. He good he's player. a beast. He's a beast. Um, okay, prediction number eight: the Utah Utes. You're, you'll have an opinion on this one, Chris. I am. I might. The Utah Utes will win the Pac-12 division finally and represent the conference in the Rose Bowl. Kyle uh, Whittingham will look real good in roses, and I think he's going to be named Coach of the Year. Your reaction? Is this the, the 2019? Is this the year that the Utes I'll, finally get I'll, it done? I'll say this: it's it's Witt's best chance um, ever, and I don't know that he'll ever have a better one. The way the program's setting up, and I know I'll get to your question here, but I just have to get this out of the way. Sure, Witt has set himself up a little bit in kind of a, a house of cards situation here. We don't have really any big time quarterbacks on the roster. We lost our top prospect because he wasn't getting playing time jack tuttle bolted the program he's with indiana now Um, we had another guy that we were trying to go after asu snatched him up because you know he can get playing time down there so there's kind of cupboards a little bit bare right there i mean unless jason shelley takes over the reins so you're looking at a season next year where yeah we're stacked we've got a defense that's really good we're replacing two safeties which will hurt us but it's not gonna hurt us that bad seven home games um you swap out two tough north opponents and forgive me for not knowing exactly which two but i know that we get cal and oregon state back on the schedule replacing i think it may be oregon and stanford or some combination of the two um and so i think at the end of the day next year's the year you got to do it the, the path to the south division at the very least um should be much more clear but look out for ucla to be a little bit better next year look out for usc to be better next year um neither of those programs are going to be down for long and you got to win those south division games uh at the end of the day so it's it's not 
you know, it's not a done deal, but they are definitely the favorite. The question is, who does Washington reload with at quarterback? And can we take advantage of that a little bit? Yeah. And then for us now, and this is the biggest thing, who do we who do we replace Trey Taylor with? We lost our offensive coordinator, yep. bolted for Sacramento, Sacramento State. State. Now, people were concerned about that and kind of thinking, is that an indictment on the program? Well, when you find out, though, that they gave him seven years guaranteed money to the dollar. Um, now, it's yes, it's a pay cut, but over that length of time and no yeah. where you're going to be and knowing it's your hometown it's a little easier to say okay i get it he's yeah. trying to cash in on his success and frankly this is another you know kind of maybe uh unpopular opinion i think that troy taylor struggled a lot um as quarter coordinator at utah i think whittingham gave him some strong um love if you will and said look you need to make the running game the focus of this offense you need to to build around that build off play action he started to do that had success but i don't necessarily think that was all troy taylor i think it was wit had to intervene and i think troy kind of probably looked at it and just said you know my game plan's better suited for FCS. So anyway, who do we replace him with? Who do we bring on as quarterbacks coach? Those things will determine it. But absolutely, man, they are the odds-on favorite. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how things play out next year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely be uh, something to, to watch. <clears throat> All right, number nine, and then we can do some honorable mentions or some bonus okay. ones if you've yeah. got any uh, burning predictions that you like to throw out there. All right, number nine, the guys on the sideline will go viral. There's got to be a gimme in every prediction list. And, Chris, I kind of think that this is that one. Okay. Guys on the sideline easy. going viral? No? Uh, of course. No No. Easy. Yeah, no No problem. Of course it will. I mean, that was probably the most boring one of the, of the nine. But Big T and his shout-out. I mean, that in and of itself will do it. I mean, that's going to put us over the top. So. No doubt. All right, so those are my nine bold predictions. What uh, What am I missing? Well, geez. What, what other big predictions it, do you have? So, okay, I'll just add a couple of my own. I'm not going to go nine. Uh, but I will say that my my boldest, biggest prediction is that this is going to be Tom Brady's last season. Um, so you will see Tom Brady hang him up next year. He'll be done. Um, I, th- I, I envision them maybe getting back to the AFC Championship game again okay. um, and then getting bounced. I think it'll be tough for them. They're going to have to go on the road a bit more in the playoffs. And I just think after that, um, I, I got the sense that Brady was kind of probably pretty close after you know, coming it, into this season. I think they're going to try to go out on one last win, really solidify that that legacy. But I just wonder if they're just, you know, this is going to be it. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Gronkowski um, kind of folds him up as well? I think so. I was going to say because I just, you know, he's so injury prone. Um, you know, he he pr- presumably wants to enjoy his life after football. And if he just keeps injuring himself over and over and over, I that's going to be harder to do. So I think he could retire. I think. How about Bill Belichick? You know, yeah, Belichick. I don't know, you know, I, but yeah, I kind of think of them maybe as a package deal, hanging them up. Um, we'll see what happens. But, uh, um, you know, my other, let's see, my my other bold prediction, my way too early prediction for the Oakland Raiders next year is that they'll be a 500 team by next year. Right. I, I think that they've You'd got enough. you take that, wouldn't you? Yeah, they've got enough money. And look, it's funny when you get to this stage of the season and you're rooting for a three and – 12 team at this point but you start to look at the teams that are you know six and nine or whatever it is and you start to realize like they're not a whole lot better right they're not you're not that far off especially because we're not trying to be great right now Mm -hmm. i think gruden will bring in 
some good free agents. I think that they'll draft, uh, they'll get some decent players in the draft, especially, I mean, even Gruden can't miss on three first round picks, yeah. knock on every available wood in sight. You got to get one as a, as a, as a slam dunk. You get yeah. one that's, you know, yeah. decent and okay, yeah. maybe swing for the fences and you miss one. Yeah. If you get two of the three, yeah. you'll, you'll take those as, as impact get us, players. Get us Nick Bosa, Nikhil Harry from Arizona state. And, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, big guy for the offensive line in that first round that would be strong i think that'd be strong and then you know build out the secondary and free agency and in the later rounds um one thing that i'll say that i still kind of have faith in him in gruden um is just i do think he is still a very good tactician offensively and i honestly truly think that he deliberately is watering things down not really trying that hard to win games but i do think there are times when he is turning it on more and it's evident i think when they played the steelers the other day tomlin's one of his former assistants i think sometimes he wants to kind of prove something with sean mcveigh the very beginning of the season um you know the raiders played him tough you know they kind of got away mm-hmm. from him but at the end of the day i i think that gruden is probably a little underestimated there and look for them to just at least get back to mediocre next year well should be good all right what we miss i think that kind of wraps it up no i think that's it i think i think it, we're good oh we we got i have to have at least one bold prediction for the jazz next year okay excluding the the playoffs and that situation what's going on there um no more axum on the team you no think- more favors on the team i think those two along with maybe cephalosha i think i could see them making some kind of move i think bless exum's heart he frustrates me to no end because everyone can see the spark everyone oh. can see the potential what was he fourth fourth pick fifth fifth pick fifth pick fifth pick you can see that you can see why people saw that because his ability to get to the rim but man his jump shot looks terrible yeah. he barely gets off the he, ground he's explosive at times that's that's the yeah. frustrating thing i think we had that with alec burks too yes, like right. there were flashes where it was like yeah, yeah this guy is part of the future yeah. and then to your point on dante yeah. yeah if the shot's not there you're just like i mean that's honestly why they made the move i think for for kyle corver because they're like yeah. all right we you know we got to have somebody that we can just plug in and just count on yeah hitting some shots and getting hot for us and, and corver was a great trade you know i think that he's worth 10 11 games for you uh, he could be that difference he's he's the yeah. difference in a game against Golden yeah. state last night yeah no question he comes off that bench now they're they're also gonna have to address their bench because it's really just not what they hope for uh, yeah. so we'll, we'll see what happens you know jazz i could i'm with you i could see them winning a first round series i think i do though think that utah fans have been a little spoiled we've had two years where we had really great you know first round series great wins that clippers you know was was a great with, one with joe johnson uh-huh. i think we're a little due for a little step backward we'll make it to the playoffs we'll have a competitive series we could win we're a tough team we play defense but if we want to get past there it's kind of all irrelevant we, we've got to make moves and we, we've got to reshape this this roster jabari parker maybe i don't I he's don't in uh, chicago and yeah, i don't he's I, damaged goods right now yeah. but can quinn revive him yeah does he respond well to being back in utah he's lds does that i, I don't know you yeah know. It, it'd be see. it'd be interesting to see what happens so yeah. well that's a wrap for episode niner um great first few episodes um thank you for joining us for being part of this audience uh we're growing we're hopefully getting better for you good things to come in uh, 2019 here on the show make jeff's number nine bold prediction please please share share this with your friends friends. hit us up on twitter you know let's get some engagement going yeah and uh okay any shout outs we need to give we we always give it to cliff Cliff, uh, Bo. bo 
Derek. Uh, there's Luke. another Derek and Carrie that are joining the audience now. Luke, um, here's a little PSA for you. Uh, Aaron will appreciate this. Archivists are people too. So let's make sure <laughs> that we treat our librarians and our archivist friends with the utmost respect that they deserve. The more you know. The, the more you know. It's what we do here, guys, on the sideline. It is. Anyway, thanks for joining. Right. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll be back with you uh, after uh, the holidays. Adios. See you later. Bye-bye. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time.